This time on the Rule Right Radio podcast with New York Mike. It just makes me feel like America really is treating our veterans a lot better. Maybe starting to appreciate how much we need to inspire young kids to join the military, to be excited about being part of our military. Peace through strength means that you have a strong military. A strong military means that each and every soldier, sailor, am and a Marine is as strong or stronger than any other of their counterparts anywhere in the world. And that takes a lot of commitment. And if you treat us the way we were treated when we came back from Vietnam, who would want to join the military? And I think we learned that lesson. And I think as the danger is rising, as we see what's going on in Ukraine, as we see what's going on in China, as we see that the bigger the world gets, the more sophisticated, it doesn't make it less dangerous. It actually makes it more dangerous. So peace through strength is something that we've got to teach these politicians. Trousers and motorcycle boots And a black leather jacket with his name on the back He does a patriotic podcast called Roll Ride Radio His name is New York Mike And welcome to the show This is Roll Right Radio on New York Mike It's been a long week I don't know if you missed us We missed you for sure But we left California on Monday And we rode, we had to be here as early as we could on Friday, it was a wet ride. We took that middle route. We took Highway 40. We went 40 all the way across till Knoxville. And then we went up on the 81 through Virginia and the 66 into Washington, D.C. Almost 3,000 miles. Monday, Tuesday, we were in, oh my God, I can't remember the name of the town. There's New Mexico. And then uh, Wednesday, we're in Little Rock, Arkansas. Thursday night, we made it to Knoxville. What a ride. We're going to do another podcast when I get back to California, and we're going to talk about this ride. It was crazy, rough, amazing, wet, windy. Everything that could go wrong kind of sort of went wrong. We were fine. The bikes held up great and everything else. I'll tell you, Rusty and his son Dewey were both on brand new Pan Americans. That was awesome. Mark Novot met us in New Mexico. He comes down from Washington State. And when you go across the country, <laughs> when you get there and everything's fine, it was a great ride. But that ride was rough. So we'll be definitely talking about the ride. But on Friday, we got in later than I wanted to. I would have liked to have got in by three or four. But it was a crazy day. <laughs> we got in. About, you know, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, got into the hotel and quickly walked down to the wall. And it started raining. It was amazing that that day, Friday, we ducked the rain. We were supposed to catch a lot of rain. And Washington was predicted to have rain, which it did when we got here. But the candlelight vigil at the wall put on by the AMVETs, it was great to be there. It's always moving it's just so, it's just 
it's like I've said in the, the last podcast. If I did nothing else but come here for the candlelight vigil, and it's funny because Robert Patrick and I talked about that on the way because we didn't know what the weather was going to be. The predictions were so bad. I said, look, if we get in there, we just go to the candlelight vigil and everything else is a wipeout and we go home. We had a great ride. You know, we laughed about it a little bit, but that's not what we thought would happen. After all these years, we've been through a lot of crazy weather in D.C., and Rolling Thunder is always just kept on. It rolls on. And Rolling to Remember is the same. And I'm glad they're using the name Rolling Thunder as well. Because people know the event as Rolling Thunder after, you know, what, 35 years since 1988? So it, it's kind of taken on its own personality. Uh, RFK Stadium. If anyone wants to bring up any negatives, the only negative I ever had was that it's not the Pentagon parking lot, but it's got a charm of its own. It's a little further out, maybe seven or eight miles. It's a little, you know, tricky to get to, but it's okay. When you're there, there's a certain charm. It's big. It's not as big as the Pentagon parking lot, but the Pentagon parking lot, we had between 500,000 about 10, 12, 15 years ago, and it grew, grew, grew. And then the last year, it was over a million bikes. RFK won't handle a million bikes, but it'll handle two or 300,000, I think. And so last year they said we had 50,000. This year it was three times as big. It was great. And there's just something about the atmosphere. You know, it was difficult. You got to credit Audie Muller for all those years, Audie and Elaine and all the guys from Rolling Thunder, Steve Prager, by the way, who met us at the Wolf Friday night, Steve and Tim, and they drove down on Thursday. We just couldn't get there that early, just the way it was. But we got there, like I said, a little later than I had hoped to be there, but got to spend some time with those guys. And like I was saying, dealing with the Pentagon, dealing with the government, it's never easy. And there was just things about the Pentagon parking lot they couldn't have the vendors they wanted. They couldn't have the food trucks. They couldn't do the staging and have the event, you know, starting at 9, 9.30 in the morning. The demonstration ride doesn't take off until 12. So we had one and a half, two hours easy to do, you know, to have the, they, we couldn't do it at the Pentagon parking lot. The government wouldn't allow it. Where it was set up great at RFK Stadium. They had a fantastic stage. As a matter of fact, they used the staging on Saturday and Sunday because Saturday was John Stewart leading the charge. You know, he did so much to get the funding for the 9-11 families and all the first responders and everybody that were, they were running out of funds and they lobbied Congress and got it extended. Well, now they have the PASS Act, which is set up to compensate veterans for having been exposed to the burn pits. Now, if you don't know about burn pits, it's everything in Afghanistan and, and Iraq. Everything that we used was burnt. I mean, everything. And the chemicals and all the rest of it just polluted the air so much that it, it, it just it caused and is causing cancer and, and other lung diseases and skin diseases. And it's horrible. And they're trying to pass this act called the PASS Act to compensate veterans 
for having been exposed. And John Stewart picked up the charge, and I had some words with him Saturday. We talked a little bit. I, I didn't think John Stewart was on my side politically, but he's definitely on my side as a patriot and fighting for, again, the first responses that he fought for so hard and was so successful. And now all of us veterans, and I got to tell you, I spoke to him for a while. We talked. He's there from the heart. And, you know, when he spoke on the stage, he talked about Vietnam vets and how we were treated and what was going on and veterans in general. I thought John Stewart did a great job all weekend in a really sincere way. The way Robert Patrick represents and the way he carries himself, it's about patriotism, not politics. And I understand these guys. I don't even really, after talking to John Stewart for a little while, I don't need to know his politics. I got to see, hear, and feel his patriotism. So that was great. And they had the food trucks. And by the way, Harley Davidson, which has been sponsoring Rolling Thunder, I can't remember what year it was that Audie asked me to contact Harley and please get them involved. And it had to be in early, maybe 2004 or five. Gail Leone was the corporate counsel and head of Harley Davidson Charities. And they jumped right in. They also jumped into helping with the Agent Orange plaque. That's another story. But they've never been there because they couldn't set up in the Pentagon parking lot. So, yes, they sponsored it. Yes, they donated a lot of money and had personnel come out, but they couldn't have a presence. This year, they did such a great job. They set up a demo truck, fabulous, with a big warning that, I don't know, maybe 50 or 60 people could sit under and get out of the sun or if it was raining. And Tim Bud's in, the Air Force veteran, who runs all the events, just did a great job. Every model that Harley makes was there. Not to be sold, which I told them I didn't have a problem with that, but they're a little self-conscious. They didn't want to be selling anything. But just to be on display, the people have any questions, they just did a great job, and I was really happy to, to see them there. So they had so much that they could never have had before, again, in the Pentagon parking lot. The place was jam-packed. How many bikes? I don't have a count yet. I'm sure we will. I'd say it was had to be close to 100,000 bikes. It had to be. I mean, all the clubs and the hard groups and every military riding organization. It was just a great day. My hat's off to the AMVETS, Joe Chenley, and the whole team. Jan Brown was there and her husband. who Just great people and great people to be around. The ride itself, interesting as, <laughs> as hell, I'll tell you that. Um, I'm not a parade guy. I never was. It's a demonstration, and I've talked about that before. I'm not going to get into all this stuff. This is going to be a short one. After this parade, and it was stop and go, and it was hot and miserable. <laughs> but we went all the way through and around Washington. And by the way, the crowds were out there. Tim Chambers, the saluting Marine, was at his spot and saluting again. I don't know how many years he's been doing this. Probably close to 20. Unbelievable. So it seemed like it was bigger 
And we talked about it afterwards. We used to go down Constitution Avenue and take up both sides, the side going east and the side going west or whatever. But they just had us going down one side this year. So it, it was a little tighter, and that made it a little slower. But the route was longer. Well, it's naturally longer because we're coming in from RFK. That's about eight miles. And then we go through the whole route, and we end up going over the 395 bridge past the Pentagon and into Crystal City. And when we get to Crystal City, we park the bikes. Now, look, I don't know where everybody goes, but there's a contingent of us that go to this Crystal City sports bar. That's a really cool place. It's a three-story building, really hospitable. The top floor has a, a patio where we can smoke cigars and cigarettes, whatever they want to do. And so we got there and hung out. Well, you know, when you're out like last night, and by the way, wait a minute, I'm not going to do it on this podcast. I'm going to do a separate podcast on the Friday night at TAPS. I'm going to talk about that. That was one of the most amazing events. My friend, I was so proud. I'm always proud of Robert Patrick when he does all, he does so much of this stuff. But Friday night, when he got up on that stage at TAPS, he rocked it. But also, spending the time with the families, TAPS is all the families who have lost loved ones, whether it's fathers or mothers or sisters, brothers, sons, daughters. It's been around for 28 years. Bonnie Carroll, this amazing woman, started it two years after her husband was killed. And they bring these families together so they're not suffering alone. It doesn't take away the pain. But there's kids here, this six, eight, ten year old kids, fifteen year old kids, kids who have been friends for the years now through taps, and they have this good grief camp. Good grief camp. If there's such a thing as good grief, these people do it. And these kids go to the camp and they spend time with these other kids and they get through it. And this taps organization, and by the way, they've spread, they've gone worldwide. And I don't know it that well. I've heard of it before, so, you know, you hear something like Wounded Warrior Project. Oh, okay, I know what they do. But unless you know, you don't know. This was my first real introduction to what this organization does. And I was blown away and so impressed. And this Chef Irvine, I don't know how this all works, but it was at the Crystal City Marriott. And... This Chef Irvine has this TV show. What a cool dude he is. Former military, just an incredible guy, and funny and personable. And he brought in about 20 of his chefs from TV to cook the meal. So when you go to these meals, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner, that's what you expect, which is fine. This one was a gourmet meal from beginning to end. The salad. And the main meal and then the dessert. Oh, my God. And they brought out all the chefs, all the cooks on the stage that were his guys. And they had so much more. They had entertainment. They had speakers. And Robert Patrick spoke. This is the second time he's spoken at a TAPS event. Now, I knew he had done that before, but I just wasn't familiar with it. And here he invited me and Mark Navat to the event. 
And it blew my mind. You know, I know how these families suffer. And I know Gold Star families have paid such a big price. But here we were in the midst of at least a thousand or more of these families from all over the country who have lost a loved one. And the children and the it was really something. I don't know how to describe it, but I'm going to try to do a better job next time. So to complete today, I wanted to get this out. I know it's not a full-blown hour-long podcast. It's short and hopefully short and sweet. But today, the AMVETs should be so proud. They had the busload of Gold Star moms, 20 or 30. They brought them up on the stage. They were all wearing their bright white outfits. Obviously, these gals have known each other for years and years. I've always been proud of how Artie Muller and all the guys at Rolling Thunder handled them. And I, I don't want to take anything away because it's just like I said, it's, it's such an important part of Rolling to remember Rolling Thunder. The way these gals came off the bus and the way, because it was during the day before the ride and they were all there behind the stage and then they got on the stage. It, it just seemed like something that made me feel a little bit better than I ever felt around these people. We've seen these gals year after year. You know, there's new ones all the time, and some of them can make it some years and not others. But it's just part of what we do. And these women, they're a functional part, always were, of Rolling Thunder, and they are of Rolling to Remember. And they were, honestly, a bright spot. They were a bright spot in a bright day, in a wonderful day. And they just shone right through. And then, of course... Most of them, I don't know if all of them, but most of them jump on the back of somebody's bike and go on the, the demonstration ride. So it was just awesome. We got back after the Crystal City Sports Bar. We left there about 4 o'clock, got back to the hotel. I've been just kicking back, just wiped out from the day. But then I got up and I showered and I said, I'm going to do a quick podcast. And then we're going across the street to Shelley's. I have an Israeli news team, Channel 13 in Israel, coming in. They're flying in. They couldn't make it today, just logistics. But they're coming in tonight to meet me, Chris Cox from Bikers for Trump. They wanted to talk to some of the, the Rolling Thunder people and Bikers for Trump people, and Chris couldn't make it, so he had them contact me, and I look forward to meeting this news crew tonight at Shelly's. Am I doing a commercial for Shelly's backroom? I should be. You know, I, I love going to Excalibur and hanging out with Tom and all the guys, great people at Excalibur. And it's a great cigar and scotch lounge in San Diego. I really do enjoy a lot of cigar places. There is something about Shelly's backroom in Washington, D.C., don't go to Washington without going to Shelley's. It's a big restaurant. The food is terrific. The waitresses, the waiters, the bartenders, 
Everybody is terrific. So they're going to help us out. This camera crew is coming in, and we're going to bring them. Because I didn't know this, but there's a rolling thunder in Israel. I'm going to find out about that. So, you know, you teach learn, like my friend Dave Zine always says. I'm going to get over there and meet them, spend the night, and then tomorrow it's Memorial Day, and we will be at Arlington. They ask us to be in the parade, but I'll be honest, riding that motorcycle on that demonstration ride today, I looked at Robin after it was over and we left, and I said, Listen, I'd like to make an executive decision. <laughs> I don't think we should do that Memorial Day parade on the bikes tomorrow. I want to make sure that the bikes are sound to get us all the way back home. And it was a little bit rough today. You're on and off the clutch and, and the brake, and the bike is fast and slow. It stops and goes, and it's not easy. But we are going to Arlington. We might participate in the parade in another way. And I'll have this Israeli crew with us all day and hopefully they'll go back to israel and say some great things about how america treats her vets and they should there were things said the speeches it just makes me feel like america really is treating our veterans a lot better maybe starting to appreciate how much we need to inspire young kids to join the military, to be excited about being part of our military. Peace through strength means that you have a strong military. A strong military means that each and every soldier, sailor, am and a Marine is as strong or stronger than any other of their counterparts anywhere in the world. And that takes a lot of commitment. And if you treat us the way we were treated when we came back from Vietnam, who would want to join the military? And I think we learned that lesson. And I think as the danger is rising, as we see what's going on in Ukraine, as we see what's going on in China, as we see that the bigger the world gets, the more sophisticated, it doesn't make it less dangerous. It actually makes it more dangerous. So. Peace through strength is something that we've got to teach these politicians. And you know, it was interesting. I was at the wall, and an eighth grade school class came through, and somebody said, yeah, talk to New York, Mike. And teacher had the whole class there, maybe 30 kids, eighth grade. And he wanted someone to talk to him about being a veteran and what it means. And I hope I gave him a good feeling. I told him how horrible war is. It's hell but how important it is to be ready for it, to be prepared, that peace through strength and let them know how important it is if you love this country and all the things it gives and everything. And I said, keep in mind that war is just the evidence that diplomacy failed, that the politicians didn't do their job, that they didn't rise to the occasion, that they couldn't get it done, because war is only diplomacy by other means. And when you can no longer negotiate and deal with people, then you have to resort to war. I don't think you could blame the Ukrainians for the fact that they couldn't keep 
the Russians from invading. It's not my place to say that. I don't know. But it is the failure of the politicians. You got to know who's representing you. You got to be careful about who you vote for. You have to know who's running. You have to know who's running for office. If you're a person that votes in a primary, you want to find the best person to represent your interests, whether it's Republican or Democrat or anything else. And then it's your responsibility because if we go to war, it's because us, the voters, failed to find and hold their feet to the fire of those politicians that we put in office, and then they fail us, and what happens? We're at war, and these kids, I just think, you know, whatever I could say to make them understand and be inspired, but here they were in Washington, so once again, we're preaching to the choir. But you know, I always say, who better to preach to? And what more can you say to the choir except the most important two words you could ever say to that choir? Sing louder. These are kids that are all already motivated to come to D.C. on this weekend and participate. Everybody else, I want to tell you, enjoy the weekend. Those patriots didn't die for us to be all upset and morose and sad. They died for us to live good. They died for us to have this great life and this freedom. So enjoy the barbecues and the beach. Enjoy the great country that America is and spend a few moments just appreciating the sacrifice that was made. And not just by those who died, by their families. My God, they pay a big price. And I, I always say I want to live my life worthy of their sacrifice. And I hope I have. And I hope I continue to. And I want to wish everybody just a, a great Memorial Day. I saw something written by someone I know said, don't say happy Memorial Day. I, I get that. But enjoy the day. And at the same time, appreciate those who gave their lives, those who sacrificed. And remember the families. And remember that it runs so deep. And it's, it's just something that we should remember all year long, but especially just this one day a year. Don't stay home and light a candle. Have fun. Have a great time. Enjoy it. Enjoy it and give thanks to those who gave everything so we can. Hey, short and sweet up, York Mike. This is Roll Right Radio. Look, we're going to be leaving on Tuesday, headed back. We're taking the northern route, not the most northern, but we'll be coming back on 70, going over the mountains. Everything changes as the weather changes, and I hope that we're going to take our time. Let's see, we left Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We got here Friday. That's about four and a half days. Let's take our time. If we get back and take six days, seven days, that'd be great. Three or 400 miles a day, <laughs> coming here, doing those. 800-mile days is just, it takes a lot of fun out of it. So going back, hopefully again, we'll have plenty of time to do at least this podcast, at least one more this week, if not two more, and then whatever I can next weekend. 
So thanks for listening to Roll Right Radio. Tell your friends. So many new listeners out there. I thank you. Comment. I want to hear the good, the bad, the indifferent, criticisms. You know, you find this Roll Right Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and yeah, let's hear from you. I know you're going to hear from me. Thanks a lot. This is New York Mike, Roll Right Radio, and I'm out. Thanks for listening to the Roll Right Radio podcast. Listen, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.